Heyo, welcome into the CHGO White Sox post-game show presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app today and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome into Studio B. He stands for bombs today uh, here in the West Loop of Chicago uh, in down in the West in our downtown studio. Our downtown yeah. studios in the West Loop of Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. You know, I, I, I we kind of just baffle, and this is Herb Lawrence. Hey. You can follow him on Twitter at Eckenroll23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leaders. Uh, shout out to Steven Nicholas uh, for producing us today. Um, <laughs> we we kind of baffle it, you know, pitchers losing their mechanics and, you know, one day just not being able to throw strikes. Yet I, a little podcast hoster, uh, hoster, uh, can't even understand what I say every single day. I mean, it, my month of May has been probably 15, 14 and 15. Is that the Sox Fif- record in May? 15 and 14. Though. Oh, above 500. Hey, do we, we could give him a goose honk and a, a little clap. Yeah, look at that. As her cracks a goose IPA. Uh, we're coming to you live after a White Sox loss. 12 to 5. Uh, yikes. We'll talk about how ugly this game was. Uh, we'll go to the Super Chat first, but make sure... You're hitting that like button uh, while you join us. Hit the uh, thumbs up. I don't know if you guys can see that. That that goose is giving you a thumbs up. Huh. So you should give us a thumbs up. Look at that, boss. Um, we got uh, <laughs> we, I got a Pro Max. How much money do you think I got, Nick? Hold on. Nick, my man, I'll show you my phone. Uh, Steven, can I just put my phone up to the camera and will it, will it fuck it up? This is great for audio listeners, too. Um, here. Nick, I'm not rich. I would only have a iPhone 12. This guy, Rich Sean, has a Pro Max. So, yeah, you know, I mean, like, hey, everybody needs a new phone, you know? I mean, Herb's working. It's clean. It's a 12. It's fine. Mini. Anyways, we're going to Husky Bardo. Thank you for the $5 super chat. Uh, best thing for this disastrous year would be for the Twins to start winning and burying the Sox mm. for everyone's sake. This rebuild failed. Uh, 100% right. And no offense, Husky Bardo, I do feel like you super chatted this same thing last year. So um, I, I do appreciate it. I agree with you. It would be great for somebody to take the reins of the AL Central. But even though the White Sox, our loved, beloved Chicago White Sox, uh, are the good guys in black, uh, are, uh, what, 12 games under 500? They're only six and a half games back out correct. Uh, of first place. So I get it, but, I mean... This, even though they lost this series, nothing really dissuade me. I mean, today was an ugly loss, but oh well. I mean, I mean what do you take away? I mean, what we saw last weekend in Detroit kind of, you know, pushed me in one direction. I was like, this Detroit, they, they're not good. We talked about Detroit. They lost mostly all their starting pitchers, and they still dominated the White Sox this weekend. And then you see what happened today. I mean... I am just marveling at the greatness that's on the other side, and I couldn't imagine being an Angels fan and being sad. Yes, you don't make the playoffs ever, but to see Shoei Itani, to see Michael Nelson Trout every day, it's an honor. It's a privilege to be in that same stadium. On Monday when I was in that same stadium with those two greats, I was like, there's nothing wrong with life right here. This is the greatness that's in before me, and I got to see Liam Hendricks come back, so... Yeah, I know the White Sox thing is really messing us up, but I choose to be happy. And, yeah, I wish the same thing, Stefan. I wish one of these teams was actually good and buried the White Sox so they can make definitive moves uh, 
no no half measures as they will at the trade deadline because they'll still be within 10 games at least of the Twins, Guardians, or Tigers, whoever is in first place by that time. But we know that's not going to happen. We know the White Sox are going to win some games in June, probably go 14 and 15 in June just to change things up, to get back to 500 for these two months. But we know no one's going to run and hide away from us. And, you know, this team is going to make you look good every once in a while. We felt great after they win. They won the game. We're like, oh, man, here come the White Sox. I mean, I don't know. And then, I don't know if we said that ever. And then we were on the White for an Sox hour again. 15 yesterday. I don't think we ever said, hey, oh, man, here comes the White Sox. But we were on for an hour 15, though. We were talking about, well, like, rebuilds and what if this doesn't work and what are we doing at the trade deadline? Like, the fact that we're talking about that just makes me sick. Oh, okay. It just makes me ill that we have to decide, like, are they going to trade everybody off or are they going to push it? They are going to push it because... I think trading everybody off or trading majority of the people off signals a rebuild or retooling at least. And then I would love for the two guys who are in charge of that to be left off, but we know that's not going to happen. Right. Um, And and, I mean, the one thing it was reminiscent of, I mean, I think you talked about the kid. There was a kid that made a great catch. Oh yeah. He was wearing a Steve Stone or a Uh, Jason Jason Benetti fan fan club club shirt. shirt. Um, and then I think you also saw some kid sitting behind home plate and was like, oh, man, great seats for a bad game or something like that. I was like, they, they're wasting seats, the scout seats on that kid. Wasting scout seats on that kid. Yeah. Uh, so Her, Herbie Sunshine is out in full force today. I mean, um, scout seats, you get free drink and eat. Kids, that's like 200 plus dollars for those seats. Kids aren't going to eat or drink $200 you know, worth of f- food. You know, it, maybe it's a nice birthday present, Herb, but Jesus Christ. I mean, God bless his parents. So, uh, congratulations, kid! Uh, you hit the lottery. Herb, Herbie, <laughs> let, let's 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 take you back. Look at me, mm-hmm. okay? And then Stephen, show me. All right. So look at me. I see you. And then look at look at me. There's the graphic I sent you. Didn't I send you the graphic of a photo of me? How how? I'm sorry. I don't know. Oh, oh shit! All right. Well, we're waiting. That's fine. We can talk about. It's okay. No, I mean, I was trying. I was trying. It's it's okay, Stephen. I mean, it's okay. I want I want you to scramble a little bit. It's still fine. Um, here, see, it's oh, here. Um, I see it. See, I, I'm trying to just make her feel. Uh, sh- I'm Irish, and the biggest thing that we want people to feel is not love. Um, it, it's shame and guilt. Let me uh, f- so figure her, out which one you are. Well, hold, hold on. on. Oh, I think it's easy. Look for I, the backwards hat. So yeah, go go back to me. So her, yeah. look at look at me. Yep, Sean. And l- then look at me, and tell that kid. That the ticket was a waste on him. It was a waste on you, kid, because you can't drink beer or liquor, well, and you're probably going to drink only like $30 worth of food. Okay, and I could sit in my punk ass in Section 115. I wasn't sitting in scout seats. Yeah. Uh, but that was me and my, my cousins when we went to at least my first Sox game. And guess who they played? The Angels. The Angel. All right. 2004, Wednesday, July 7th, our... 42 and 38 White Sox. Wouldn't that be nice? Oh, man. Took on the 44 and 39 Angels. I guess, you know, you could subtract a win and loss from each of those teams, and that's the actual records going into the game. Garrett Anderson, Tim Salmon type of uh, years. Well, we could talk about the lineup, and we're definitely going to talk about our guy Garrett Anderson. I know John Lackey was on that team. He didn't come there for a haircut. 
Uh, Jared Washburn was also on that team. He started. Uh, lineup for the Angels, David Eckstein at shortstop, Sean Figgins at third base, uh, Garrett Anderson at in center field, uh, Vlad Guerrero in right field, Jose Guillen in left field, Darren Erstad at first base, Grindersted. Uh, Tim Salmon at DH, Benji Molina at catcher, and Adam Kennedy at second base. Uh, Jared Washburn pitched a complete nine-inning shutout. Uh, we'll get to that. Lineup for the Sox, Juan Uribe at second base, Aaron Rowan in center field, Carlos Lee El Caballo in left field, Paul Canerco at first base, Joe Creedy at third base, Jose Valentin Maybe. I at love shortstop, uh, Jamie Burke. Everyone's guy. Got uh, ran over that year. At TH, thank God. Uh, Jamie Burke uh, has a higher OPS uh, in July of this year than uh, Andrew Benatendi does this year. Wow. And they didn't give Jamie Burke $75 million. Well, Jamie uh, Burke that year signaled the trading of Carlos Lee. So I believe, and I don't know if Kenny spoke about it, Jamie Burke got trucked by... Tory Hunter on a play at the plate. Jamie Burke was a catcher. Tory Hunter came home, ran him over, scored a run, blah, blah, blah. There was a opportunity for Carlos Lee to take out the second baseman either that night or the night after, and he didn't do it. Ozzie was pissed at him. Kenny was pissed at him, and that's, I think, was the wheels in motion for getting Carlos Lee off the team and bringing Scott Pathetic and Luis Vescaino to the White Sox. Um, so in an odd way... Jamie Burke got us a World Series championship. Thanks, Jamie. We should find Jamie Burke. Um, He's probably watching. Timo per- he probably is. Uh, Timo Perez in right field. Uh, and then Sandy Alomar at catcher. Scott Schoenweiss started the game Says for wrong. your Chicago Whites. Sox what? Sh- Sh- Hoenweiss. Hoenweiss? <laughs> That's I got you. No, Former Angels, Scott Schoenweiss, too. <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, that 2004 team should have won the, the AL Central that year. But Magli Ordonez got hurt. Frank Thomas got hurt. That team really got Really bad after that. I think they still won 80-plus games. Sounds like your Chicago White Sox in 2023, yeah. but they're not winning 80 games. Uh, coming in relief, uh, Felix Diaz, Michael Jackson, and uh, <laughs> not that one, uh, and and John Adkins, uh, who I'm pretty sure is a country singer. Um, Something like that. Yeah. Um, main, main point, though, is my beloved White Sox, I was a Cub fan at the time, first White Sox game that I went to, yep. um, you know, the White Sox probably won that game in crazy fashion, and I probably... Fell in love with the team that way. Uh, Sam's talking about masochists enjoy themselves. First White Sox game I saw, 12 nothing loss. Hmm. Angels kicked their ass. Garrett Anderson hit a home run. Jose Guillen hit two. Uh, Jose Guillen hit a double two for fucking great measure. Uh, a three extra base day for Jose Guillen. Uh, the White Sox got four hits. Sounds like the team that I'm covering today. Uh, you know, 12 to five loss. That kid sitting in scout seats. Hey, that could have been, you know, backwards hat. Sean Anderson right there. That could have been a, you know, Jason Benetti fan club out there. I'll, all I'm saying is you never know. I mean, th- those kids could be listening to the podcast hey, in, in no. five years. Hey. They could be hosting the podcast in, in 20 years. I mean, 20. think about in 20 years. I Three. mean, there's probably going to be 2,000 White Sox podcasts coming to you from every single home. Hopefully. Hey, the more <laughs> the merrier. I'm not saying it against the kid. I'm just saying, hey, parents, you know, do some, uh, some wise uh, financial moves. That kid's not going to eat what he's worth on that uh, st- stadium right there. Get him on some dugout seats. Feed him all the cotton candy you want. I guarantee it won't be $200. I just like financial, financially be a little bit better. Come on, parents. 
I'm telling parents what to do too. Hey, as a as a person, yeah, as a childless we'll, person. Well, yeah, we'll we'll see. I, I I also love too. I mean, you were lambasting that mother uh, of the guy who was in the uh, the Jason Benetti fan yeah. club shirt for even letting him be there in the ninth inning and being like, "Oh, it's a bad game. I'd be traffic." I'm literally one of the first White Sox games I I left or I went to. I left early. They were getting housed by the Toronto Blue Jays. Left the game. And got to see Scottie Pippen leave the game at the same time. Okay. He was in a car. He got the got ghost real quick. He was uh, the good Scotty, yeah. not the current Scotty. Yeah. Maybe the he was Scottie. always the Scotty. But uh, yeah, I left that game early, like in the seventh inning. I was like, Nah, I ain't watching this leave. But hell, hell, good luck to that kid and his mom staying the whole nine innings of a twelve to five beatdown by the Angels against the White Sox. I just. After a while, we've had so many of these games this year already. We're on third of the season through, and we've had so many flush it games. I guarantee you, Pedro's going to flush it. We're going to have an off day, blah, blah, blah. Enjoy Chicago. But how many more are we going to have until they right the ship or they do something else? Because this is going to continue. I know they could still win the Central. And as you said, six and a half games is nothing because the league sucks or this division sucks. But I'm tired of this. I'm tired of being in the same spot every year and this being the same thing. Like 15 and 14, if they did that in the in April and they do it in May, yeah, I'll be like, at this time, like, baby, the White Sox are probably in first place. They continue doing it in all six months. They'll be six games over 500 and probably win this division. But we know that's not going to happen because they had such a shite April. So this is going to not end in, I believe, in an AL Central Championship. So it's a fruitless exercise that we're going to be doing for the next four months of talking about this fucking team, how bad they are. I want them to shit or get off the pot. And I'm sorry, kids, if you're watching. I'm going to cuss today because I'm mad. Um, They need to make a decision quicker than the trade deadline. Just either go all in, get better players, trade some people who are, you know, on this core that, you you know, maybe don't feel like um, they can go anywhere. Or you're just like, oh, that player's doing well. Maybe trade them. Maybe trade a lot of these players away. Or go and trade for some players from some of that minor league depth that you really don't have. But if some other team likes your minor league depth and you have a player out there that's available to come to this White Sox team, do it before July because there's going to be a lot of other teams in the hunt to get players. When you were asking me yesterday, like, hey, look at a player that might be available for the White Sox in the, today. The, the, the deadline. I'm like... There's like five teams that I could say definitively they are going to be trading players away. All the rest are going to be going for it because there's some teams that are playing better than they expect. D-backs are playing better than they expect. Pirates are playing better than they expect. Reds are still in it because they're playing a, grab, a garbage league. I mean, league. there's still two months left of baseball, though. I mean, and, and we really won't see any action. I mean, I, I really doubt the, the White Sox are going to go out and set the market. The they other should. thing, too, is no, but they shouldn't because if what you're saying is that I mean, really just proves the nickname that our guy, um, and I guess he's really no one's guy, Rickon hates. I mean, that's Teflon as hell. If he gets another shot. He will. It, but, I mean, man. Do you think he's going to be fired? Do you truly no, believe he's going to be but, fired? Uh, no, but I don't understand what you're doing. And that that's the thing is like, what, what are you actually trying to do as a business, as a baseball team? And you, you, I think like there's probably... The A's, the White Sox, kind of the Royals, but I think the Royals are just pretty poor and they're just kind of in their early Rays stage. Like, I, I feel like they're kind of a giant. 
uh, you know, that, yeah. that could happen. Yeah. I don't they think they're young stupid. Players. Yeah. Um, right. Like basically I view a baseball season as a race across America and all of these teams, they can either walk, they could take public transportation. If they think that's smart, they could build a car. Um, and Hey, you know, maybe they get creative. I feel like, especially the white Sox, they're like, every time we're building a rocket ship and it's just, here we go. We're in flight and now we're in free fall. And I feel like what you are screaming and pleading for is for the second engines or whatever to finally turn on and save them. Every year, they launch this ship and it comes crashing down. Yeah, It's a failure every single year. I think we should start firing the guy who's making the strategy. Oh, That's man, just my please. my bold hot take here. Please. I Jesus. mean, like, I, it, it, I don't understand. Like, I, I know what the White Sox are clearly doing. Like, what it, right now it seems that what's important to ownership is angling the team for a sell. There's been reports from Cranes, I think, of last year about Jerry looking to buy more stake of the White Sox. Yeah. Now we see him buying all of Stadium. We haven't talked about this yet, um, but that's not super surprising because I think there was either a report from Jeff Agris or one of the media guys, whether it be Cranes, um, talk about the White Sox wanting to start their own media company. Um, that would be great if the White Sox had their own games and the Bulls on you know their own network, and, and that could be a, a selling point to you know, uh, 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 an investor of a new owner. Um, so we'll see. Uh, Vinny's joining us. So we'll talk about Lance Lynn and uh, what everyone's talking about is uh, DFA. Uh, we will talk with Vinny uh, right after the break. Want to let you know about our friends over at home, Omaha Steaks, though. Um, I already talked about it and I already showed off my steaks because I was so damn proud of myself. Uh, but we got a lovely gift from our friends over at Omaha Steaks, and this would make a fantastic, fantastic Father's Day memory uh, of giving or receiving Omaha Steaks. Maybe you drop a hint to, to the wife, like, hey, hon, you know, you use this code, get $30 off, be a nice gift for me, the grill, the family, you know, if you, if you got a family of four, they give you four burgers, they give you four steaks, they give you four chicken, uh, they give you four pork, and they give you a little dessert as well. And if you have a typical dad, I'm sure if you buy that for him, he's going to grill it up himself. His yeah. own his own meal for the family is going to grill it up himself. So all you got to do is buy the, buy the package, and you got dinner because your dad's going to be out there hooking it up. There it is, Sean. You don't, you don't have any kids. I have zero kids. I don't have any kids, but if you were my kid, this would be your dinner. It would be. If you, got, if you, gave, if you gave me the Father's Day box mm-hmm. uh, from Omaha Steaks. So shout out to... Our friends over at Omaha Steaks. Uh, it was a I like fantastic. I like your balanced meal there too. You had Thank some you. some greens, some some starch, some potatoes. <laughs> Look at you, um, like an adult. Whether he's your father, father-in-law, uh, or father figure, like Herb, he's the guy who is always ready to step up when you needed him the most. This Father's Day, show him the love with the only gift that's unforgettable, as he is the mouth-watering perfection of Omaha Steaks from perfectly aged, oh so tender steaks that I cooked rare and medium rare for the wife. Uh, you know, cooked it up right. Uh, to hand-selected gift packages, Omaha Steaks makes it easy to give dad what he really wants. Order today and get $30 off with promo code CHGOSOX, that's O-X, and every purchase is backed by, by their unconditional money-back guarantee. Minimum order may be required. See uh, site for details. Uh, go to omahasteak.com and enter CHGOSOX for $30 off said 
Okay. We're all good. I'm just, I, I feel like I just, it, it said, if there's a certain part of the read. Well, this is the bad part about peeing live. There's a certain part of the read, and I feel like I did it wrong. Vinny's in the waiting room. I should move on. Um, Pins and Aces are our friends. Uh, if you are a golfer like our producer, Steven, Pins and Aces is the official golf apparel partner of All City and CHGO. We love our Pins and Aces gear and get tons of compliments on and off the course. They are a family-owned golf apparel business, and they make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, and even our favorite beer sleeve, an innovative product that allows you to store seven beers right inside your bag and keep cold, uh, drinks cold the entire round. Um, who wouldn't want to have one of those in their bag? A buddy has one of there in their bag. You can get a 15 uh, pack of uh, Goose Island, our friends over at Goose Island, and you have a beer for yourself because your your friend can you know go kick kick rocks. Um, but he, <laughs> he has seven beers in his bag. You bought the case. Um, it's cold. But check out pinsandaces.com and use code CHGO to receive fifteen percent off your first order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. Uh, Steven, I know your favorite is the liquor stick, though. Yes, definitely. Smoothest pour takes it on the course, easily hidden. What is it? You could fill up to seven hundred fifty milliliters of whatever drink you want. In my case, it was vodka. Brought my own Sprite and cans. Put it in the beer sleeve, actually. Look at you. And then uh, mixed drinks on the course. All 18 holes. Boom. Um, so before we uh, went on that tangent about, you know, yep. selling and rebuilding and all that, um, we were talking about just the White Sox getting their ass kicked by the Angels and, you know, Jose Guillen having a nice day. He had two home runs. Uh, Garrett Anderson hit a home run. Sounds a lot like today in the game that Vinny Duber was at. Um, Shohei Otani hit. Two home runs today. Mike Trout hit a home run today. Joey Otani hit three homers this series, and they went an average distance of 440 feet. Uh, so before we get all to the, the bad, the scary, uh, the yikes with Lance Lynn and the White Sox, um, Vinny, I, I mean, these are some of the best players in our game. Uh, was it a different crowd with these superstars here? Um, did you notice any, you know, intensity when the opposing team was up, uh, different intensity when the opposing team was up. And uh, we saw some Goliath homers today. So I don't know if you were just, you know, jaw drop, jaw gape. What is it? Uh, anyways, start talking. You're fine. <laughs> Sorry. Hi, guys. How are you today? Hi, uh, Vinny? The, the, uh, listen, we talked on our Monday show, right, about the, the whole bucket list, who would you want to see kind of thing, and to be able to see Trout and Otani for, for in the same lineup three nights in a row, and then to see a game like this. I mean, I, I think I reminisced about a game I was at as a youngster where both Sosa and Maguire homered in the same game. How about to be able to say you were at this one where you saw two from Otani and one from Trout. I mean, we're talking about guys who could go down as two of the very, very best baseball players ever to live. Um, so to be able to say that you were at this one, that's pretty good. And a lot of people were here for that reason. A lot of Angels gear in the crowd today, be it uh, just Otani or, or the Angels in general. But, you know, Team Japan jerseys with Otani's name on the back. Uh, there were a lot of people who, who were here to see that guy. You almost wish that the South Side could have gotten one of his starts so that more folks could have come out and seen him do the other half of his game that is so amazing. But, you know, obviously it didn't go against the t or it didn't go for the team that we covered. But uh, to ha to be here and see Otani do that, I, I, I don't think anybody would be completely mad, 100% mad, even if they were rooting for the White Sox because they got to walk away, haven't seen that. There's no shame in giving up home runs to Trout or Tani. Even the extra Tani home run for Lance Lynn, at the time I was like, you know, Otani's going to hit home runs. But the thing I had most trouble with is that they kept him in the game until the fourth inning. Did um, Pedro go over why he wanted just 
Lance to just wear it today. Like with the open day tomorrow, I was like, you know, he didn't have it early and I pretty much saw it, but I don't know what Pedro said about Lance's outing and why he kept him in for the, for the length he kept him in to give up all those eight iron runs. Yeah, there really wasn't much talk about that. I think the idea being that they lost by in the way that they did and gave up uh, the number of runs that they did. Uh, I think, though, I mean, this is Lance Lynn. And, and listen, I, I heard you mention a little bit about the Twitter conversation that's been going on about some folks wanting to, to see this be the end of his tenure. But that's not going to happen. This is this is a guy who's not just a uh, established veteran and a guy who's had a lot of success in recent years, but it's a guy who is the leader of this pitching staff, a guy who is one of the leaders on this team. And so I don't think that you're going to see him uh, uh, end up with that sort of fate just because he means a lot to this clubhouse. And and listen too, we you know a guy that's coming off of some a stretch of really good starts. We saw that with the, uh, the rotation in general and uh, a guy too, who, who's done it before. Obviously the numbers are not looking very good right now, but I asked uh, Pedro Grafol after the game, I go, you know, how do you kind of explain what's happened with Lynn this season? A guy who has so much, has had so much success and Pedro basically cut me off and said, and he will again, he will have that success again. So you can tell right there, the confidence that, that Pedro and this staff and this organization have in that guy, Lance Lynn, um, I don't. I don't think this is going to end uh, the way that some of those quick, quick trigger uh, tweeters might want it to. Well, and I think that the biggest misunderstanding is, I think the White Sox and obviously Pedro Grifol and Lance Lynn want to be great and return to you know their all star form. Uh, Stephen Bus tossed you by the way. Um, eh. Stephen said, "Hey, remember when Vinny said he, uh, Lance Lynn was going to be top five in Cy Young?" And I was like, oh, do I you want to bring that up to Vinny yourself and, and say it like I a man? Said and, no, he Vinny. Said, and he said, no, I want you to bus toss me. Um, I mean, I, I, I will own up to it. I certainly said that. That was very wrong. Vinny, why did you lie to us? <laughs> it wasn't a lie. It was a prediction, and I'm not quite <laughs> sure that. I, here's the thing. You got, you got very spoiled by me calling Justin Verlander's Cy Young last year. That's, That's why like, I was <laughs> optimistic. It's like the first prediction I've gotten right in a, in a decade. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're – I don't have a very good track record with that. It's, that was just recency bias on your part. <laughs> Honestly, I just I, I felt just kind of disappointed in Steven that he just wouldn't bring it up himself, and he wanted me to bring it up. I don't care. Yeah, I wanted Sean to be the bad guy. Don't look at all my predictions. They're all bad and wrong. Uh, Except I mean, outside, outside of that, yeah, I guess. Um, I mean, uh, that was easy. Um, but you missed the analogy that I made earlier. Just it's kind of like the White Sox are again, and we've made it before. But it's just you know a spaceship falling down, and you know you're waiting for those afterburners to to kick back on, but it's just going to crash and burn. And even the NBC Sports. Chicago broadcast flashed worst record to win a division uh, 2005 Padres 82 and 80 uh, next up the 73 Mets 82 and 79 I'll stop there but even the 2006 Cardinals led by Tony La Russa, oh wait he's gone uh, 83 and 78 World Series champion this team right now is 23 and 35 like I understand the hope from the team to want these guys to bounce back but they have to get through the season Lance Lynn is proven to get through a season. The Royals right now are in a rebuild. They paid Jordan Lyles to pitch for them, and he has the second highest, or he has the highest ERA. Lance Lynn has the second highest ERA for qualified pitchers. Like, the White Sox right now aren't a good baseball team, and I understand that maybe Lance Lynn doesn't make sense for the 2024 White Sox because they might be in a different place and they're rebuilding, but Lance Lynn has proven to pitch, you know, 30 
games in a season. Yeah. Who, do, who do the White Sox have that's even a quad A level to step in and replace Lance Lynn? That's the thing. I mean, I understand he's underperforming. That's clear as day. We can look at his ERA and say, wow, that's not good. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, it, it kind of ties in with the conversation that we had yesterday, uh, you know, and the conversation that we here at the ballpark had with Rick Hahn on Monday. And if they haven't made up their minds about the direction that the team is going to go once we get another month and a half down the road here, um, then they haven't made up their mind about what they need out of these guys, right? And so, yeah, what you're saying there is true, but I don't know if they've even reached the point yet where that's the first thing they would offer. I think right now they are focused on, Lance and everybody else getting things turned around and, and trying to make a run at this division title, which we, I think all agree is not out of the realm of possibility at all. But if this is the way things keep going, if, if the, if the first two months of the season were far from uh, an anomaly, um, then yeah, you could be talking about uh, Lance in that light and it would still not end with him being cut loose in any way. So I, I think, I think he's far too valuable on a number of levels here that again, people don't necessarily see through their TV screens to have him uh, kind of earn the same fate as some of the guys that have come before him. There's always the maybe that they'll come back and maybe Lance will bounce back. And obviously, I mean, we know what he was to Kopech and Cease immediately when he came over from Texas. But in the past 220 games, the White Sox are 104 and 116. All I'm saying, Herb, is I think that we saw enough last year where they went 81 and 81 where – I mean, I think it's very possible that this team's going to be under 500, right? Like, oh, I mean, if, if I mean, it seems like they're more likely to be 10 games under 500 and finish, what, I mean, 75 and 85 around there, um, then, you know, 81 and 81 or, you know, 82 and 80 like the, the 2005 Padres were and won that uh, NL West. Like, you know, I think it's very clear what this team has shown us over the past year, and that's why... You know, Tony's not here, right? They are who they are right now. And so, went what, 15 and 14 in the month of May. Improvement, good, but not great because they started off so poorly. But I wanted to ask you, Vinny, about last night we were talking about, you know, maybe some people getting days off, Yo Mancada and uh, specifically. Pedro decided to play him, and you had some quotes from Pedro why Yoan is playing through this, uh, you know, obvious injury that he has why does Pedro and Yoan himself feel the need to play through injury where I thought a day off today with an off day tomorrow would have done him some well. But why did Pedro think that uh, Yoan would be the good would be good today to play, which he did get a hit. So it's it worked out that way. I mean, he's available to play. Uh, I mean, I don't know really what else to tell you. He's not he's not so injured that he cannot play but he is playing injured i guess or playing hurt i guess you could is, is a little bit more accurate um he's still dealing with the back thing and it's not so bad that he has to be on the injured list right now but it is bad enough that it will affect him minimally at, at times or maybe more than minimally at times i mean we had pedro uh, confirm after the game that Aloy Jimenez is going through some leg stuff still, even after he spent all that time while Aloy was out after the appendectomy talking about the silver lining of him getting to rest his legs and coming back and being able to not have to deal with that uh, kind of thing. Well, he's dealing with that kind of thing. We have talked about Tim Anderson and, and coming back from the knee, maybe a little too, uh, or not too quick, just quick and and it's still bothering him there. So uh, Pedro has spent the last few days talking about how much these guys played this month and that no one is at 100% and that everybody is banged up in some regard. 
seems to just kind of be life for the White Sox right now. I, I, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that every other team in baseball doesn't have this to a degree, um, but and they might have it to a similar degree, to be honest. But uh, right now, if you're just looking at the White Sox, they're not fielding a team of guys who are operating at 100%. Um, there's going to be some more days off in the schedule in June, but uh, here we are at the end of May, and uh, they've got guys who are dealing with nagging things. Uh, Yasmani Grandel could be added to that group. So um, that's just going to keep happening be, or keep being part of the story. Uh, I mean, and we've talked about it. It's basically been part of Yoan Moncada's story for the last four years now. Um, that's just that's just life in the big leagues sometimes, and it certainly has been life in the big leagues for these guys. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Justin, too, who, uh, with every like, is saying a uh, shout out to X player. Uh, he's giving a shout out to 20 likes for Ron Karkovice, John Garland, and of course, Carlos Quinton. He is uh, JB Shook. We love him. Um, uh, so make sure you're hitting that like button so we can you know, start naming more players. Um, however, um, I don't know. That's, that, that's extremely frustrating to hear. He, Pedro said that today about Aloy's legs. Yeah, just now after the game. I mean, plays one game in right field, and this is what we're hearing. I mean, I mean that was the biggest frustration that. No, no, but I'm saying after the appendectomy, he's only played one game. Three. First three and, games. Three, no, the last in, in right two. field. He, he had he, yesterday yeah. was the first right. Or has he played no, three times? The, Sunday, Monday, yeah, Tuesday, we're all in in right field. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then my bad. No, I'm sorry. I I, yeah. I thought I, I just. I think I literally said yesterday on the pregame that, or did we just only do a postgame? I just had my facts wrong yesterday, my bad. Um, all right, so, I mean, I don't know. We, we just, this is a guy that's played less than 50% of the game since 2020, and we know that he's not an outfielder, and yet here they are th- putting him in right field for three games, and he's dealing he said, with he said again. He said he's good enough to play the outfield this weekend as well. Again, it's, it's not, but it, it's not, well, here's the thing, Sean. What do you want? Do you want the guy, if you want the guy to be 100%, that's impossible. It's I want him to be the he's DH. He's not 100. Well, that's, that's fine. That's but the big. I, I'm, I don't think I've ever changed that tune. I th- like. I want him to be the DH. I think it's very clear, and it's always been clear that he's a designated hitter. No one said. Here's the thing. No one said he's not good enough to play the outfield. He's just hampered. He's affected. He's limited. He's not 100. percent And who knows? He might not be the rest of the year. We'll see. We have to see how it evolves. But it doesn't mean that he is so limited that he cannot be put in the outfield. And I understand what you're saying. Why would you take the risk of potentially exacerbating that problem by putting him in the outfield? But maybe that's not part of this equation. You know what I mean? We're, we're not dealing with all the information here. We don't know um, exactly, exactly what's bothering him and how it could be um, exacerbated if it, if it can be kind of thing, or maybe it's just, Hey, his legs aren't hundred percent. They're not going to be kind of thing. I'd- I just, yes. uh, and I can see the frustration in the comments too, and most White Sox fans are, and it's not necessarily a question for you, Vinny, but like after a certain amount of years, like how they do with injuries and deal with injuries has to be one of the factors of how these guys are never healthy. Like it's annoying that every single time I get to see Yoan Mankata, it's 60% Yoan Mankata. It's, I'm dealing with some injury, uh, Aloy Jimenez, Tim Anderson, all of them. So I think it's how either they rehab the guys, how they get them ready, because it's never I'm coming back and I'm going to be the player I was before I hit the IL or even like a couple games in. It's like, OK, I'm back. I'm, I'm hitting the ground running and I'm healthy. It's never like that. It's just 
endless injuries for these guys, and it's just, after a while, frustrating that no one sees it. They hire new training staff, and it's the same old thing. Same old thing happens after every year, and it's just no one gets fired. No one gets replaced except for the the, the conditioning coach a couple years ago, but I have to think it has to be with something what they're doing or the players they're picking are just off injured or just injury prone because it's it can't be like other teams deal with injuries but I never hear other teams like man that guy is playing injured every day that's every White Sox they play injured all the time well and two I mean we've seen Tim and his struggles I think it was a great sign today that in a 10-1 game he hits a bloop uh a bloop down the right field line and Hustling. he is running as fast as we've seen I mean Steven approved yeah, Steven approved Loved it. Uh, part of the game. since that uh that Houston series at the start of the year so I mean it, it it's it took a while for him to get there but but maybe he's there uh but again we have to question like how long will he be there and and, and, and you know not to be too intense about the Aloy thing but it's just like it it, it's, it seems that you know, Pedro is obviously getting full control over this roster, but it just feels like he doesn't understand what he's dealing with in Aloy. And I, I get your point that we'll see how this develops, but pretty sure it just is going to lead to more leg soreness for Aloy Jimenez if he plays the outfield. But um, we did see with the disparity in the game and the runs, Jake Berger subbed in at second base. It's kind of been like, hey, maybe Aloy will play right field. Maybe Jake Berger will start playing more second base. I don't know if Pedro talked about uh, what Jake did. I don't know if he got enough opportunities even too to talk about what Jake did. Uh, but, you know, did he address that post game? No, not really one of the, the headlines from today, but uh, certainly he was out there um, and, and we got to see him out there. He made the one play on the ball that was hit to him. Um, but I think the, the, the what you're going to look at at second base is all of a sudden Romy Gonzalez is hitting. Now he was 0 for today, but all of a sudden uh, Romy Gonzalez is hitting. Elvis Andres is coming back off the injured list. I mean, what do you... Now we've got the same problem at second base, perhaps, that you had with the whole DH situation. I mean, they've... <laughs> I, it, we asked Pedro about it earlier earlier today before the game started. You know, hey, Romy's hitting well. Elvis is coming back. You've even got Berger practicing out there. Can you mix and match at second base? And he said, I'm not mixing and matching. I'm going to play the guy that's going to give us the best chance to win. If that's Romy playing the way he's playing, then he'll play. If Elvis catches fire when he comes back, then he'll be the one to play. He didn't mention Jake Berger. But um, it was, you know, it, it seems like the idea being that he will play the hot hand at second base, that he's going to try to fit these puzzle pieces together, but who knows if they're going to fit together all that well. And you might have some leftover bats and leftover opportunities. You know, today Jake Berger didn't start. And then he comes in as a late game defensive replacement, hits a home run because that's what he does when he plays games in the small park. Uh, you know, I mean, but here's the thing. Do you blame him? Somebody's got somebody's to sit. Not everybody's going to fit into this puzzle at the same time. So, I mean, Romy Gonzalez hits three home runs in, in three consecutive games. Do you want Pedro to say, ah, no, too bad. Jake Berger has to go play second base today. I mean, it's, it's it, I don't, you're going to be, it's a lose-lose situation in the eyes of people who are going to complain about it because they're going to complain either way you go there. I'm only laughing because literally when Herb, when Jake Berger hit the home run, he was like, that's what I was saying all game. He was like, he hit home runs at home why didn't he start so you say that i was like oh that's what Herb was i mean i, I said like, it before like i have two herbs it's i said scary. it before the game <laughs> i i put my first thought out there early he should have been in there for yoan mancada today it would have been the perfect situation but whatever you know rookie manager pedro he's learning but only real quick andy andy saying i think these guys are just not being professionals not taking it seriously i need someone to get mad stop celebrating homers when you're losing jake Berger hit the home run they didn't put the stupid coat and hat on him yeah so like 
There you go. They didn't celebrate that. Do you think they're going to start winning games? No, they stink. They stink at baseball. I hate uh, breaking news. That's your headline. Breaking news. The Sox stink at baseball. Maybe it will change. There is possibility that it can change, but I bet you their percentage to make the playoffs is des- definitely below 1% mm. at this chance. They're, they're in the, the right division. We, I'm we sh- could check. We need yeah. to take a break. Um, let's take a break, and then we'll let you know about some of our fantastic sponsors. And then we'll talk a little bit about um, what you got to experience. It was a little bit more CHGO-specific, uh, Vinny, but I know you had some help today uh, filming a very uh, exclusive, secretive interview. Uh, but your crew today then tried to do a little challenge where they were uh, doing some ga- uh, some innings at the Sox game and then some innings at the Cubs game. Uh, so we'll talk about uh, their ventures and uh, our friends over at Game Time. But first, we want to let you know about Shady Rays. It was a beautiful day uh, here in Chicago. It's starting to see a little bit of cloud move in, but take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered with warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. They have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all. These Shady Rays offers the most insane protection program in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us that they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. And Shady Rays Memorial Day Sale is still live right now. This is the last day to take advantage. Go to ShadyRays.com and get 35% off all sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by not only 250,000 people, but Herb, Vinny, me, I left mine over there, and and Steven. So, I mean, that's 250,000 plus four. I think that was a 80s uh, one-hit wonder. 250,000 plus four? Yeah. Um, I remember that. Well, 250,000 plus four. Um, we also want to let you know about our friends over at FOCO. Uh, they gave us this lovely Tim Anderson bobblehead. They also donated a Southpaw bobblehead to our decor- uh, to our set. Uh, you can go check them out at FOCO.com, F-O-C-O.com, or click the link in the description below. Um, they have a fantastic bobblehead selection. You can get lost on their website. So scroll forever and ever on FOCO.com. And when you find something you like, Use promo code CHGL for all non-presale items uh, for 10% off. You got hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. It'll get fitted with the best sports gear around with our friends over at FOCO, F-O-C-O, and that's promo code CHGO for 10% off any non- or all non-presale items. Again, promo code CHGO for 10% off. Our friends, Casey, Emma, Scott. Mm Mm-hmm. Two of them are new, so make sure I get their names right going slow. Uh, helped you out with your secret exclusive interview. I don't know if you want to name drop. Or I don't know if you want to give a hint. Um, that's that's your uh, project, Vinny. I'll let you decide there. Um, but with game time, they their goal or challenge was to see three games at guarantee or three innings at guaranteed rate field, have a beer and a hot dog there, and then take the red line to Wrigley to see the seventh inning stretch. And three innings there, have a beer and a hot dog, uh, buying tickets through game time. You cannot stress and buy tickets to your favorite events. It shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. And you get last-minute tickets, just like Casey, Scott, and Emma rolled up to Wrigley Field, bought last-minute tickets, and rolled into uh, Wrigley uh, with uh, the best deal out there. So download game time today. 
Create an account and use code CHGO for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CHGO for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And again, don't stress, buy them with the best app out there in game time. But uh, they did complete their goal. They did get there before the seventh inning stretch and were able to have a beer. Um, at both parks and see three innings of baseball. Uh, I don't know if you guys have done the red line double header when it's a day game Wrigley or a day game at guaranteed rate and then a night game at the other park. Um, I don't know if you've ever done anything of this sort. I've not. Um, I feel like we saw them leaving while Lance Lynn was pitching in the third. I feel like technically you didn't see three full innings. Not to be a hater. They saw enough. I mean, that's like what? Two and a third. Right. But they saw enough. They saw they're like, all right, third inning is gonna be more of the same. Let's let's bounce and go to Wrigley and see what they're doing. You know, I think they're bad luck. White Sox were losing when they were here there. Cubs are winning until they got in that red line, got in that stadium, immediate home runs. <laughs> immediate home runs. Casey, Scott, and Emma, you guys are the jinx. But uh yeah, I think uh they saw enough baseball from the White Sox and Lance Lynn. We saw we caught them. NBC Sports Chicago's cameras caught them leaving the stadium. And they, as they did in the third inning, it was very, uh, very uh, like at the spur of the moment. It's like right. I guess there were only like twenty thousand people there, so everybody got on camera today. And we got it from both angles. Uh, Emma was filming uh, Casey and Scott run up the stairs, and we saw Casey and Scott run up the stairs behind Lance Lynn. So it was all very fitting. Our guys, uh, key. I think it was a Ferris Bueller uh, day off. Uh, but I don't know if you make anything of it, Vinny. I thought it was going to be a big challenge. So Casey was here earlier, as you mentioned, uh, helping me out with the, the interview. We've got Jake Berger on the podcast tomorrow, mm. guys. So make sure you, you tune in for that one. That's uh, a nice long chat with, with Jake. But, uh, and she was telling me about it, and I'm like, ooh, hitch clock. I don't know. I don't know that. I mean, I mean, I've, I think I've ridden the red line before uh, and it's taken me more than an hour to get from the South side to the North side or vice versa. That could be half the game in the, uh, the pitch clock era, but uh, I'm glad they made it. That's a, that's a fun accomplishment, a fun thing to do on a Chicago summer day. So uh, uh, I'm glad they made it and uh, got to have a beer on both sides of town. Uh, That's, that's always a good thing. Yeah. Hey, why not? Uh, very, very exciting, and uh, you know, congrats to them. They, they did it. And uh, I think, too, when they left in the third inning, even though the Sox game started 10 minutes before, I think the, the Rays and Cubs game was in the fourth. So I kind of understand leaving a little bit early to make sure that, you know, with red line CTA uh, possible issues to, to get there as soon as possible. Um, all right, let's, uh, too, and thank you, Alec, uh, 4.6% for the Sox to win the division, 4.8% chance for them to make the playoffs. So under 5% chance, but, uh, hey, they have the fourth best odds of any AL Central team to make the playoffs. As they're in fourth place. Oh, right. <laughs> um, okay. Good point. Uh, so we do have a DraftKings king of the game as well here. Um, and fitting enough, since they did this, I'm looking at the, we got a, a sound effect and everything. Since he drove in an RBI and did the red line double header, our king of the game is Clint Scott, the intern, Frazier. <laughs> Congratulations. I mean, this is... Spitting image. I mean, I don't know if Clint Frazier has ever grown his hair out to Scott's level. I also haven't seen Clint Frazier without his helmet on. So I, it, does he have Scott's hair, Vinny? No. Clint's, Clint's hair is not nearly as majestic. Scott's got him beat on that front. That's damn true. Uh, so shout out to Clint Frazier uh, for pinch hitting for Andrew Benintendi. Uh, I was very shocked 
at it because it was like right after Tim hustled for that double. So I was like, oh, here comes Andrew Benatendi to drive him in. Oh, here's that's Clint Frazier has red hair. I'm assuming it was because of the score. I'm also assuming that Pedro didn't address it. So uh, we can move on. Um, the it, was other the, thing- it was the start of a, a mass substitution, if you notice, that was uh, yes. uh, quickly, quickly spread to many positions on the field. It was very noticeable when, um, who was, um, Hanser? I guess it was Hanser. Anyone else was subbed in? Who else was, who, who else was subbed out? Well, Frazier came in for Benintendi. Um, Romy moved over for Tim. Berger came in to play second and Hanser no, pinched it for second. No, right. And when Berger yeah. started playing second, I was like, oh, something's different. Right. Um, Let's go into the massive home runs today, and then we'll we'll also have an off-day show tomorrow uh, featuring Vinny's exclusive interview with Jake Berger. Um, Yeah, Um, Vinny's exclusive interview with Jake Berger. Um, We'll also discuss probably rebuilds in some way. Um, But we did see some history today. Longest home runs at guaranteed rate uh, in the StatCast era, so that's 2015 before today. Our guy, your mean Mercedes. Uh, April 8th, 2021 versus Brad Keller, 485 feet. Nelson Cruz uh, on June 29th, 2019 versus Jose Ruiz. Jose Ruiz, 469 feet. Aloy Jimenez on June 11th, 2019 versus Patrick Corbin, 462 feet. Uh, Yohan Makata, July 3rd, 2019 versus Shane Green, 462 feet. Nelson Cruz, again, uh, seven, uh, July 25th, 2019 versus Giolito, 458 feet. And then Yasmani Grandal, June 3rd, 2021 versus Casey Mize, 457. Get back the 19 ball, please. Yes. Um, And as you can see here today, uh, some history made as none of those games were in the same day. uh, And now uh, two of the home runs happen in the same game. Uh, After today, you see Mike Trout uh, in May, uh, on May 31st uh, of 2023, uh, off of Lance Lynn, same with Shohei Otani, 461 for Trout. For Shohei Otani, 459. The first reported numbers were like 476, so it was almost a bigger day uh, for the history leaderboard, but massive shots uh, from Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. And again, three homers this uh, entire series for Shohei Otani. Three hits, three homers. Uh, that's doing damage right there. Uh, miraculous and insane superstars that we're witnessing. And as we are talking about last night, like I was kind of disappointed or underwhelmed with Lucas's performance. But he went five innings where he didn't give up too many runs. And we see what this Angels lineup is when it's optimized and when they're hitting home runs like this. So kudos to Lucas for doing his job. But this is what happens when you leap balls over the middle of the plate. These guys are superstars for a reason, and they treated the balls as such. And so, yeah, it's it was a bad outing for Lance. People talking about DFA. I just say this. Who's going to pitch other than Lance Lynn? And do you think the last outing Lancelin need to be DFA'd? No, of course not. Last two outings, you didn't think that. Like, yes, he's had a bad year overall. Second worst ERA in major leagues. But calm down. I even think that maybe you have to bring Lancelin back next year, not only because I think he can give you good value next year with $18 million deal, but... Lucas is going to be a free agent. More likely, Michael Clevenger is going to be a free agent, and you don't have anything coming up in the minor leagues next year necessarily is going to be a starter. I mean, you can convert Crochet and or Jimmy Lambert, but, you know, that's those are projects. So Lance Lynn with a short hand and probably better luck next year would be probably a better option 
to have him than to not have him on the team. I wouldn't be surprised if the White Sox option said, hey, yeah, let's do that, $18 million for next year and see what Lance can do for us So because you don't have starting pitchers right now for the White Sox. So DFA, I get it. I get what you're talking about, people, but no. Lance Lynn has shown that he's a better pitcher than he has shown. I don't believe that he has washed. This team is just really tough to play against. And during the day when this ball, the, the weather was in the 80s, the ball was jumping today. So I don't give him a pass because this is more like of what he has done this year as a total. But also I've seen him go out there, throw zeros up there, and look like the dominant Lance Lynn as before. So I don't put too much stake into people saying DFA him because – you can't. The White Sox literally cannot DFA him and feel good about it. I think he'll get picked up like that and actually be Lance Lynn on some other team. So, no, I'm not in for the DFA Lance talk. Well, again, they're bad. I mean, that's the biggest takeaway. I mean, they can't let him go because they need somebody to pitch. I mean, I mean I, it's, could, good. It's, it's Lance Lynn or Jesse Schultons. I don't think Jesse Schultons is going to be that much better. If you want him off the team, cool, trade him. I think he has trade value. But also, like I said, you don't have starting pitchers for next year, and you better get a starter back for Lance Lynn. So those are more likely conversations that I was willing to entertain than just straight DFAing Lance Lynn for the rest of the year and paying him the remainder of the $18 million that he is uh, due yeah. or the remainder of the uh, contract from this season on. We will have a show tomorrow off day. I think it's at 4.30, um, 4.30 off-day show uh, for us in studio. So make sure you join not only Vinny Duber, our CHGO White Sox beat writer, at Vinny Duber for not only the chit and the chat about the White Sox, You're but correct. he's going to have an exclusive interview with Jake Berger. So ex- uh, exciting stuff. Make sure you join us. That's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him on Twitter at Actorwall23. is our CHGO White Sox community leader. And I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. I guess before we end this completely, Vinny, is there anything else that we – we missed or didn't touch. What did we miss? Oh, it's Super Chat. We did miss oh, that. See Robert uh, shout out to Robert. Oh, he's $5 a- Super Chat. Thanks, guys. You do great work. I wish it wasn't so miserable being a Sox fan. My guy, Robert Daniel, he is part of the two first names club, me and Steven Nicholas and Robert Daniel. And Anderson, Sean Anderson Severino. Okay, I forgot you. So, come on. I mean, and we can't be trusted? Like, I mean, I, I can't be trusted, but no. maybe Robert Daniel, man. He I trust paid him. us five dollars. Um, shout out to Robert Daniel. Uh, is White Sox Tom? Is that a first name last name? Is is, is White Sox? No, White a, Sox a real is, first is, name? is not. A, no. Oh, it's not a real first name. No. Okay, it's not a family name or anything. If you name your kid White Sox, you deserve to lose your kid. <laughs> Herbs are real horrible to children today, so we're gonna end the show. That's why uh, I make none. sure you're liking the video. The video. Uh, we are at Don't 27. Don't let me procreate, friends. Oh boy, uh, we're at 27 <laughs> likes. Uh, shout out Deanna Navarro. Uh, thank you everybody for joining us. Uh, you see Alito right there, and you went Deanna Navarro. Ridiculous. Shout out Leary Garcia. We're not there yet. Shout out Ramon Castro. No, Leary wore 27 before he wore 28. Oh, okay. Um. Anyways, that's Vinny. Follow him on Twitter at Vinny Duber. That's Herb. You follow him on Twitter at Actorwell23. I'm Sean. Follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Thank you to the chat. Thank you to Steve for producing the show. And we'll talk to you tomorrow at 430 for our Sox Off Day Show.